Learning scripture, knowing Christ. Welcome to the Hashtag One Fear podcast. <laughs> All right, so welcome to the podcast, everyone. We are going to attempt to do a walkthrough of Acts, and Ray Lynn is actually supposed to lead this one up because she just is supposed to be done this weekend, right? Is your last assignment? Yes, sir. All right, so... <laughs> Um, but she's nervous. I am. So everyone listening right now, you'll have to excuse her. <laughs> well, you should probably do that anyway, but <laughs> probably yeah, a little bit. Um, uh, but yeah, we're going to do a little bit of a walkthrough of acts. Um, maybe not a, a direct outline, but kind of move around because there's a very big, important main thesis to the entire book of acts. Correct. 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 Um, but before we get into that, uh, share, like. Do not uh, give your do, feedback do on that. this episode. Oh, no, no. Mm. We want, uh, you know, if this is the only one that we've ever had feedback on, please do so. No. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're saying I did a really great job, then you can give feedback. I think you're going to do wonderful. I'm scared. Guys, I'm going to be honest. I've never taught in front of Dom before other than one time I had to do this for another class and I nearly cried during that too. I'm very scared. <laughs> she did. Danielle had a hugger. <laughs> <laughs> She was just so, talking about it earlier and couldn't make eye contact with him, so she stared at me. Yeah, I can't make <laughs> eye contact with Dom today. I don't know why. You're looking this at me, are you? I'm yeah. going to look at Daniel. <laughs> My eyes are bugged out, too. I can tell. I can feel them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anyway, um, before we get into that, remember, uh, I'm working on a, a Bible study on the book of Galatians, so if you have any questions that uh, after reading through, or, or comments, email them to us at contact at onefear.net. Uh, and remember, for the podcast, it would be a great help since we don't monetize uh, to hit that share, hit that like, hit the five star or one star or anywhere in between. Okay, seriously, if it's going to be a four star, you have to say why. Like, I don't care if you don't tell me if it's a one star, but for real, if it's four star, that's just etiquette. I'm saying, I'm just saying. What, four Why did you dock us one why? star? <clears throat> It, it's like when you're at school and it's like, oh, this paper was excellent. You got a 99%. Wait, Excuse what? me? <laughs> what? Ex- what? You forgot one comma. <laughs> yeah. uh, punctuation bigger, saves lives, right? Go bake or go home. Yeah. <laughs> give us a five or give us a one. <laughs> you know, for, we were talking about this a little bit at work that uh, when I was working on my master's, none of the professors would give a hundreds. And throughout my whole time, I've only gotten two 100s on assignments. I got more failing grades. Failing grades? <laughs> yeah. Well, they masters? drop, yeah, they drop, uh, they dro- depending on the professor in class, I think they dropped like the, fr- the small assignments. Oh, I was like, like you, you got like 95s every- on everything. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't. Then how the heck just did a, you get just short of a 4.0? Because uh, how long is the semester? Like uh, let's just say 20 weeks, just to say a number. A typical semester and, 16 weeks. Okay, 16. I'm sorry, I was just helping. And I had like one failing grade. The two lowest grades they would dock, they would just take off. They wouldn't count. Oh. And that was only yeah. because like they docked points. Because they were tiny. The things, yeah. They were tiny percentage. Yeah. Like the weight on them was barely anything. You're so really selling yeah. me wanting to get a master's. Do it. 
It's so fun. You know, what, the what paper really, writing. What really sells her on it is when you lose a point for every word you go over a hundred. Yes. Oh, yeah, no, I would suck at that. No, no, no. It 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 pushes you. Like you you think really really hard. That's the reason why he look at he, her. She wants to be that. pushed so badly. Yeah. No, my my advisor, Doctor Dost. He he was like, I did it when I worked on my doctorate, and I was like, wait a minute, I'm not working on a doctorate. I'm working on a <laughs> master's. <laughs> He's, He's like, but it, it worked, and it, he was right. It did work. It pushed me. And <clears throat> the be best very compliment with your wording, and yeah, the best compliment that he gave me was like he enjoyed reading my papers. So, yeah, very good. Oh, hey, by the way, oh I forgot to. Speaking of school, I am taking a an online course that's like only four weeks long. I'm ha- I two out of the four lessons on the Dead Sea Scrolls in the New Testament. Oh. And it's super interesting. I'm, ho- I, I'm actually hoping to do uh, something of an episode with that. I think that it, it's fun. I just, I don't know why. I love the Dead Sea Scrolls. I think my favorite though is Masada. Even though there's like some sort of myth that is attached to that. But anyway, I digress. Okay. So we can get into the episode. Are you ready? No. All right then. <laughs> Without any further ado, here we Go. All right. Raylan. Is it my turn? It's your turn. All right, I'm going to go. Uh, <laughs> no. All right, just start in the beginning. Not Genesis. <laughs> God created. You had that look. You had that look on I your face. Ready. Like, how are you? <laughs> I was so ready. I'm scared. All right. I'm scared. All right. So, what is the main thesis of the Book of Acts? That the Holy Spirit is unhindered throughout the Book of Acts, and so there's a lot of things going up against the Holy Spirit. Well, just the spread of the gospel in general in the Book of Acts, but one of the main themes that can be seen throughout the whole book is that. Um, the Holy Spirit really just overcomes whatever comes up against God, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And there's some things that are, would you say that there's some things that are general and some things specific as to what was coming up against God? Yeah, I would say. Both? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because like, we're going to, we're going to talk about especially mm-hmm. one specific one. Which one? Right. I'm making it Ananias and Sapphira. Oh. Yeah, mm-hmm. when we get there. Um, but it, it's interesting that you say like how... Uh, okay, so Acts is called Acts because a lot of people are like, oh, this is the Acts of the Apostle. This is what they did for the early church. I honestly, like not many Bibles say that unless it's like specifically written in the mm-hmm. title header, you know? But I've always thought like, okay, yeah, the, the, the Apostles did all this stuff, but... I think it was actually the Spirit. So why is it not called the Acts of the Spirit? So one common thing is is that a lot of people will just view Acts as like a history book. They don't really yeah. think of it as like a spirit. But one thing that the Dr. Dibble said at the beginning of the semester, which really rung true to the whole book, is that it's a book of the theology of the Spirit. Because just throughout the whole book, the more you read it, the more you get involved, the more you see that the Spirit was involved throughout the whole works of the apostles. Like there, it, it was nonstop. Yeah. It, it was... It's kind of like they were, uh, the spirit was guiding them, mm-hmm. um, empowering them, definitely. Emboldening, that's Embo- the word yeah, used. Yeah, and very emboldened <laughs> to do, uh, to the point of, are we t- going to talk about Stephen? We can. Okay. Yes, actually. Yeah. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Because 
I want that's I want a big to. one. Yeah. Um, but before we continue, since you said that, you know, there's all these things coming up against God and the spirit shows up to do something, like the spirit has to do something to continue basically uh, what the apostles are doing. Now, if you go all the way back to Genesis in how everything pans out from one generation to the next, to the next, to the next, there are events that happen in which are try. they're like, no one's saying like, I'm purposely trying to thwart God's plan with humanity, but it's like the things that do happen, it's like, oh, that, that was definitely assault on God. So for example, like, yeah, uh, 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 Hagar and Sarah. So like with, with Abraham, like he was promised, you're going to have a kid. And it was like, well, I don't see it happening. So Abraham actually goes pretty much the opposite direction of what God says. And it was like, listen to Sarah or Sarai. Who who was she before that? Whatever. Um, And just kind of went against that. So then what does God do? He makes things, things are working out anyway, regardless, because he shows up. So when Isaac finally does show up and they, you know, Abraham and, and Isaac go and do their thing and God shows up and uh, we see, you could see a lot of parallel things in Acts that echo that work that God is involved in, like he has always been in Genesis and throughout, and, and throughout the rest of Old Testament. But specifically, like you could see how God is showing up to continuously work in Acts, just like he did in Genesis. That's true. Yeah. Because Acts is the appearance of the Holy Spirit. Well, in after Jesus' ascension. Yes. Yeah. So, makes sense. Pentecost. Yes. Yeah. Which was one of the bullet points. <laughs> so, what is your first bullet point? Well, we already got through some of them. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That well was then, just for the next part. Oh, well, <laughs> go to you. That's what I meant is like, what is your next bullet point? Well, it's just kind of expanding on the theology of the spirit and just the different acts like Pentecost, the miracles being performed, casting out of demons, but the specifically the emboldening the apostles and then just spreading the gospel in general. So that's just, it's just examples of how the spirit can be seen throughout the whole book of Acts. But in each chapter, there's just some movement of the spirit throughout the throughout the book. So how about we get to one of those movements? I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's okay. If you, if you say something heretical, God will just strike you dead. It's okay. That's fine. <laughs> then I don't have to live with the humiliation. <laughs> I'm joking. You're fine. Hey, if it's, if it's Dr. Dipple that was teaching you, you're in good hands. He's probably going to listen yeah. to this. Oh, I so hope so. Hi, Dr. Dipple. Because we're going to link it. <laughs> Okay, so you want to go to the examples? Yeah. Okay. What's the first one you want to do? Because there's a there's a lot. Like there's what's a that? Lot. Yeah. How many? Oh, I probably don't even have all of them listed. Yeah. Because as but I the was big, the big ones at least anyway. So one of the first is yeah. Pentecost. Which, yeah. You know, is the appearance of the Spirit, but also you know speaking in tongues and baptism of the Spirit and whatnot, mm-hmm. and how that's a sign of the, you know, but the language barriers were broken. So there's the unhindrance, like how it was yeah. unhindered there. Uh, it, the Babel was corrected. Exactly. Yeah. The Tower of Babel. In, that was one thing yeah. that blew my mind, actually. Like, I didn't think about it until it was explained. <laughs> and I went, whoa. Yeah. I've always pictured the Tower of Babel of, like, this gigantic 
stone structure that looks so elaborate and beautiful, but everybody that lives in it and around it are like, yo, I'm a doofus. <laughs> like, yeah, like, they just don't get it. <laughs> I mean, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was the first time. <laughs> oh, was that it for that one? I don't really know what else to say about Pentecost. Yeah. Well, it, it was uh, it was the first one mm-hmm. when God said, like, when this happens, you got to do something. Yeah, because uh, yeah. the apostles are commanded to stay in Jerusalem until, until the Spirit then. came. Yeah, um, which kind of like put, putting that into today's modern understanding and application. Um. And I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up a little later on too when we get further into Acts. But um, yeah, I I feel the fire. I know what that fire is when you're just like I want to do things for God, you know, and and just declare it from the mountaintops and all that other and from the rooftops and wherever you go. Um, sometimes you have to wait for the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and you shouldn't just bumble through things. I'm I'm just saying, mm-hmm. yeah, and because it, and also the the parallel with Joshua, same thing happens. Mm-hmm. All right, but what, what, is that the next one? Ananias and Sapphira. No, no? the next okay. one is actually outside the temple. Peter healing healing the lame man. Okay. So from birth, this man just was paralyzed, couldn't move, and would sit outside the temple every day and just beg for people for for money, for change, whatever. Until one day, Peter was just like, "Get up," and he did, and the praise that just this man gave was he wasn't just like standing; he was jumping and just praising and glorifying God for what had happened, and that all came through the Spirit. But what's interesting about this is I actually said that the lame man was a, a major character in this panel of Acts because this led to Peter speaking in front of the Sanhedrin for the first time, and so just being able to and the the way he speaks in front of them is he's calling them out and yeah. he's and he's calling out the history of Israel in general and just saying like this is you rebelling against God and this is what God did to help you and just telling the story of Jesus after that and then so I found really interesting about the story of the layman and ha- and specifically in 4:8 the verse says then Peter filled with the spirit said to them and he it goes on to say he just Completely just gave them the truth. Uh, so that that reminds me of when Jesus heals the blind man in John chapter nine. Um, the you know word gets around, so the Pharisees are like, "All right, I want to know what's going on." They find this person, they question everybody, they question the parents because uh, he was born since he was blind. Uh, uh, he was born blind, so they question everybody, and he says you know, why do you want to become one of his disciples then? You know, um, but what happens is that, hey, he says, I, I don't I don't know what else to tell you, um, but all I know is that I was blind, but now I see. And in Acts, being questioned about what these apostles did. Mm-hmm. And it's just, Yeah. Yeah. He delivers straight up honesty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the same thing with this blind man. He's, um, uh, where is it? Verse 30. The man answered, now that is remarkable. You don't know where he comes from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly person who does his will. Nobody has ever heard of opening the eyes of a man born blind. 
if this man were not from God, he could do nothing. And to this, they replied, you were steeped in sin at birth. How dare you lecture us? And they threw him out. And it's like, wow, they're, they're still, even a couple of years later, how many decades later, mm-hmm. that they're still convinced that, yeah, I'm, what we're doing is right. They but weren't very bright. No. Well, just, uh, and this the, is just no. It, that's the thing. They were super smart, mm-hmm. especially the Pharisees. They were stubborn, is what they, it was. They were very stubborn, yeah. Uh, but they were very smart because they knew the the law, and they actually knew all of, all of the extra stuff that they added on, and they were meticulous about it. But they were also very hypocritical about certain things, mm-hmm. especially when somebody ca- comes to them and is healed from their blindness or healed from their. Uh, lameness, and it's like we weren't a part of that. So obviously, they're evil. Yeah, sounds very spiritually abusive, huh? <laughs> Whoa, yeah. Pointing fingers. I got all ten pointing. <laughs> <laughs> you stand there like this. Yeah. Wiggity wiggity. All right, next one. Ananias and Sapphira. Ananias. Okay, I'm so I'm so excited. You're excited. I well, because I think this is gonna be be maybe controversial. Oh, maybe. Okay. Um, be and maybe because we're just not seeing it today because we don't want to see it. Mm-hmm. But does God discipline or punish, depending on how you would want to understand it, those who rebel against Him? That's true. Who are Christians. Oh, ah, I see where see? you're going. Okay, okay, so Ananias and Sapphira, there's a, there's a big echo, again, from the book of Joshua. Do you want me to explain and, Ananias and Sapphira? Or you want, me, you want to go through this first? Uh, well, it, since we did a walkthrough of Joshua, mm-hmm. we kind of talked about uh, that a little bit. Okay. So, it, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so if you've listened to that episode, I was this will make okay. more sense, I guess. Yeah. So the story of Ananias, Ananias and Sapphira was that they sold their possessions and were going to give the money to Peter for the church. Yeah. And why, but, why would they do that too? Because everybody. And the, the, yeah. story, the section before is I think it's Barnabas actually does it, but he does it correctly. Yeah. <laughs> but then, so, and so then the next contrast. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, but... What Ananias does is they keep part of the money, but they say they're giving all the money they have. Well, Ananias goes first to Peter, and he gives the money, and Peter's like, "Why?" And he, he's, you know, "This is all I have." And Peter's like, "Why are you lying to the spirit? You just lied to the spirit of God." And Ananias is struck down, and he dies. And they, the four men carry his body away, and then his wife comes in, and he asks the same question. She gives the same response, and he's like, "Your husband's dead, and you're going down too." And the dead. And foreman, yeah. and he's like foreman. I think he says he says it much more eloquently than I do. But <laughs> he's like the four men who carried away your husband are now here to carry you, and she dies, and that's it. And they learn not to lie to the spirit. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's not that they were lying to the community, or lying to Peter, mm-hmm. or anybody else. It was they were directly lying to the spirit of God. They were like, yeah, Jesus. God, I'm I'm doing this because we're we're Christians, we're followers of you, but like I I, I mean they're not saying that. <laughs> Have you decided to perk up over there? Yeah. Cuz we we were talking about this a little bit. 
I have a very controversial comment. Louder. I have a controversial comment and or question. You ready? Okay. So if God is a God of justice and death is technically, in that case, their punishment, right? Move your mic down. Yeah, it's pointing up at your nose. If death is the punishment for them in this scenario, would that also indicate that they're not going to heaven? Because technically, as a Christian in death, heaven is your reward. Yeah. So here's the difference between <laughs> the uh, the parallel between Joshua, the Joshua incident and Ananias and Sapphira in Acts. In Joshua, he comes willingly and and is like, I'm talking about Achan. He's like, I did wrong and I submit myself, basically. Ananias and Sapphira, they're convinced that this is okay. So they do not do that. I would guess, and this is one of those things where you're not allowed to answer that because you don't know the will of people. You don't know the will of God. Um, but if you're in rebellion against God, I, it's really hard to say whether you're heaven bound or, or hell bound. Um, but I can definitely guarantee that you're heaven bound if you're in complete obedience to Christ. I know that's not a black on white answer. That's <laughs> so, so. why I said it was a controversial question, but it yeah. made me think like how many times Paul even says like, I wish I could go and be with God, but you know, I have to. I have to be here to do this. So as a believer. Yeah. For their benefit. For yeah. like it's death for a believer is sad for the people left behind. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. I'm not sad when I end up in heaven. So if, if Peter's there going, you guys spoke against the spirit, you lied to the spirit. So you're going to die. Like that's not a punishment. If they're like, Oh, Hey Jesus just woke up with you. Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. think about that. Oh <laughs> Yeah. And then on the other side of the same coin, it's like, we're all going to mess up. Yeah. But there's a difference. Are we just, wait, oh man, I, I did not mean that, but out of my own sinful nature, I have to accept that versus, oh, I know what I'm doing. I'm flat out lying to the spirit. You know, we, we got to take that into consideration as it well. It was a very intentional, very intentional act yeah. against mm -hmm. the spirit. Pre, pre conceived. Yeah. yeah. Premeditated. Premeditated. Yeah. That's what word I meant. Premeditated. Like, yeah, we're going to sell things, but we're going to keep some. And by the way, they sold all their possessions, like sold their house. I believe so. Yeah. So what kind of a, what kind of a picture are they offering to? Like if they have absolutely nowhere to live, if they have no belongings anymore, that's extreme, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, okay, what are you going to do? You're going to depend on the community of Christian and fellow believers and rely on the Holy Spirit, right? So that's not trusting in God if they're keeping they're, money for yeah. themselves. So okay. if they're lying and it makes it look really good. All right, Christians out there. And by now, if you've listened to us a while, you know I'm hardest on Christians. <laughs> yeah, I kind of have to be. Yeah, a little bit. Um, if, you, if you are going to put off this air that you are an uber Christian, like to the extreme, um, but there are certain areas in your life that you were like, you know what? Yeah, I sold my house, but you know, 
we really do need to live somewhere. How about just downsize? Stop trying to make yourself look more holy and more righteous than you really are. Just, you know, it's okay to not be as righteous because guess what? You're still righteous <laughs> in doing in doing those things, right? Like when, Je- when Jesus is like, oh, you guys of little faith, like, yeah, it's a little bit of a, of an insult. And I've heard people say like, yeah, Jesus wasn't being nice. And it's like, yeah, I see that. But he was also saying where they were at. He didn't say they had no faith. He said they had little faith. And he also taught that even if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, it could do great things. That's true. Now so, I'm sitting here reflecting. Please hold. Yeah, that's cool. And I'm whole, I, I hope I'm messing with people's theology right now. <laughs> I, I'm just on this kick like where I, I'm just so fed up with people thinking that that kind of thing is okay to be, to give off this air that you're better than what you really are. Just say where you're at. That's more righteous than not. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Don't worry about all that other stuff. I love you sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Not all the time. <laughs> is, it, is one of those times right now? <laughs> I know this is one of those times that I love you. Oh, okay. That was good. Oh, thank you. Thanks. And now she needs to remember what she's teaching about. Yeah, well, hey, back to you. This is no, your episode. I no, just, you're the host. I'm never the host. <laughs> don't say those things. <laughs> Yeah, Screen so dark. so th- those are things. Uh, those are some things to uh, chew on for a little bit. I need to go because I need to sit and chew on them. <laughs> like, come on, chew on it later. Oh. Go to the next bullet. The next bullet is actually the one you asked about, Stephen. Stephen. Stephen is. Uh, he's he's pretty epic. He is. Stephen's and, a cool one. Yeah, and it's funny because it, you 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 go back. Right before Pentecost, it's like, hey, wait till the Holy Spirit comes. And they're like, what's this going to look like? Pentecost happens. And it's like, wow, now's the point where they're supposed to go, right? Mm-hmm. But they don't until when? The, the widow's situation. Like the widows are being neglected, so they have to pick the people to the... Well, so that's how Peter's selected. I'm sure, Not Peter. Stephen. I'll get there eventually. Peter made it help make the decision. But... Sorry, let's backtrack this section for Backing, a second. Backing, cracking. Okay, we're going to backtrack. <laughs> so there were the widows who were neglected, whatnot. And so the this, I really wanted to bring this up, actually, because this was pointed out in one of the lessons, and I didn't really think of it until someone actually said it word for word. <laughs> <laughs> so the story of the widows not being taken care of because there were, Jew- there were Jewish women, and then there were Greeks or whatever, or Christians, and they just didn't like each other. So the Greeks were being neglected, and the apostles were like, we don't have time for this, basically. Like, we need to go yeah. spread the gospel. We're going to pick people we trust to to do this. And so they prayed on it. So, once again, Holy Spirit. And they picked the seven men to, you know, help disperse the food so nobody was neglected. And that's where Stephen came into the picture. But Stephen, you know, spoke, spoke you know, the gospel and did what he was supposed <gasps> to. Wait a minute. He spoke the truth? I oh, know. Scandalizo. Who would have thought? Scandalous. My goodness. And Stephen was stoned for it, which is very sad. But, you know, he got to see Jesus in the end. So that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But he even says, I see him. He, yeah, he yeah. did. He looked yeah. up and he saw him and then he rested or he fell asleep was what it said. Yeah, that's the beautiful way. way. <laughs> the polite <laughs> way of putting he had a very painful death. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, but oh, I actually quoted him because he, uh, I really liked this quote because he did what you were just doing, calling out people. He, it was in Acts 7.51. He said, you stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did, so do you. I really oh, liked that. Snap. Yeah, he was like not holding back there. Sounds like Amos. Oh, you're right. Yeah, doesn't it? And Ezekiel. I actually, it just sounds like all the prophets. <laughs> Gee, <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. Um, so that was in Acts chapter seven. six and seven, his speech and then his stoning. And Saul, who later becomes Paul, was there, and he affirms that, like he's, hey, I'm on board with all that. Mm-hmm. And by chapter nine. Oh, do you want to talk about Philip and the Ethiopian? The man on the road? Yeah. Yeah, because isn't there like a teleportation? (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's at the end. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's like randomly teleported. Yeah, and the Ethiopian comes up and he's like, wait a minute. Where'd he go? And it happens again (laughs) at the end of the book too. Or, you know, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I got you. Um, But yeah, what does that still happen today? Oh, gosh. Like, God. I could use a vacation. <laughs> could you imagine? Like, yeah. like, please? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's a wrong motives there, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> but. <laughs> Wait, we didn't do the, the importance of Stephen though. Okay. Okay. Of go his ahead. Death. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, even though he had this terrible, painful death, what was interesting was that it forced the apostles and all the, all the believers to scatter out of Jerusalem and through the rest of the yeah. country. So that's what that's what caused them to That's what started leaving. the spread of the gospel yeah. and showed where there were hindrances and how the Holy Spirit overcame them. And at the beginning of chapter 8, which is where it can be seen that Saul was looking on with approval of the death of Stephen and started really persecuting Christians more, and he was hunting them down in their homes, as the verse says. In 8.4 it says, Now those who were scattered went about preaching the word. So even despite being hunted and just arrested, tortured, whatever happened, they were still going out and spreading the word of God. Yeah. Now, in the meanwhile, what what is the diaspora? Do you remember? Mm-hmm. That is the disbursement. Who's vibrating over there? Mine's over there. <gasps> Danielle. Or is it mine? Nope, not me. Danielle, you're vibrating. Um, the diaspora is all the Jews that had been... <laughs> 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 yeah, it's definitely broke now. Your pop socket. Um, okay, so sorry. The, the the diaspora is the disbursement. All of these, uh, the Jews are dispersed among many, many regions. So take that into perspective, okay? Now, after the stoning of Stephen, all these new Christians, whether they're Jewish or Gentile, they are also being dispersed. And they're going to the diaspora. They're going all over the place from that point on. So it like how it's spreading. It's like, it makes sense Mm -hmm. how it could. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I should say how the, how the Holy spirit worked it out. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. The Holy spirit was just, yeah. Go, go. So Saul is like all on board about this. Mm -hmm. And uh, the next chapter is 
uh, Philip and the Ethiopian. And then in Acts chapter 9 is Saul's conversion. Oh, now, between uh, the stoning of Stephen and Saul's conversion is approximately three years or so, three to four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really hard to date these, so the, the, it's a estimation and all that. But, okay, so Saul's conversion. And then Saul kind of disappears for a little bit. And the, the book of Acts is, kind of focuses on, on Peter. And then a couple chapters afterwards in chapter 13, or uh, where is it? Oh, I have it over here. That's why I couldn't find it on the screen. <laughs> so in, in chapter 9, verse 32, it goes to Peter. And then we don't see anything about Paul until I lost it again. 13? Yeah, I think, yeah, in 13, when Barnabas goes to look for him. Correct? Yes. Yeah. Um, So between that time, there's approximately, let me do the math, 12 years? Saul's conversion... About fourteen, uh, about twelve to fourteen years occurs. So, what has Paul been doing during that time? One must wonder. I, there's nothing in the text. Okay, you're scaring me. I was like, am I supposed to know the answer <laughs> no, no, to no, this? No, no. But it, it that kind of goes back to you know, wait on the Holy Spirit type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was what could ha- uh, Paul have been doing? this whole time. It's not like he was just sitting there not learning. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't getting acquainted a little bit better with Jesus. So during that time, what was, what could he have been doing? And we look at all the epistles that he writes, you kind of get a better idea of what he went through throughout the, that 12 to 14 years mm-hmm. of, his, of that time of, in his life. Paul's like so he smart. Was, it blows. Like I love Paul. I just well, want everybody to know that I love Paul. Was multilingual. He he had to have known, obviously Greek, mm. uh, Koine Greek, uh, Hebrew because he was a Hebrew of Hebrews, and he probably was fluent in Aramaic. He has such a backstory, like yeah, because he grew up in Rome or whatever. He was Greek, yeah, and Roman because yeah. they. they he brings it up yeah. at the end because he calls him out for it. But <laughs> how dare you treat me this way? Exactly. <laughs> That's what's really funny about it. He's like, uh, hello. actually, it's, if it was Roman, hey, how, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you treat me like this? I come, I come. You come into my home <laughs> and uh, you arrest me and you do all this and you put me in shackles and this is the way that you gotta treat me. I, this is very disrespectful. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I may have mixed up the the eras. I liked but, it. You know, <laughs> honestly, it was good. Yeah. What Are else we you good got? To go on? Okay. <laughs> Unless you want me to keep on going. No, we can go. <laughs> okay, so the next one, and, and this is actually, so there's a lot of this throughout Acts, and they're like, I don't have any of them specific because they're all very similar is that there is a lot of theological debate 
in Acts because it's the start of the church. So it's the Jews versus the Gentiles, pretty much, in their practices. Yeah. So there's many times where the Sanhedrin is involved. The There's the big debate on circumcision where the Judaizers want people to be circumcised. Refer to Galatians for that. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> sure. We're talking about Acts. <laughs> Don't saying, go off just topic. Refer, just refer to it. Just saying. Don't Keep go going. off topic yet. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just. Go ahead. But then the one thing that I found about Acts towards the end and that it happens five times is Paul really introduces, in my opinion, the thought process of apologetics. And the reason why I think this is because he defends the faith like no other. He, and he says the same thing every single time, pretty much. He gives his own testimony, and then he defends, the, he defends Christ, yeah. and he tells the truth. And I really think, and the way it's put it in the class, like we've learned the whole time, is that um, Paul was making a case for Christianity that it was not a threat to the Roman Empire. Like, it, it wasn't necessarily coming for them physically, like, they were just trying to spread the truth. There was yeah. no physical harm, like no physical harm that Christianity was doing, yeah. and he was trying to prove that. But a lot of people that were against it would make things up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, extra outside sources mm-hmm. uh, outside the Bible that explain like people are like, "Hey, they they drink people's blood and uh, and try to eat their flesh." And that's referring, uh, obviously, to communion, the Eucharist. Uh, but they made it up that they literally did that just to get people against Christianity, try to get the the, the society against them. Um, does that sound familiar today? People painting Christianity in a bad light? No, yes. not at all. But guess what? We're still saying the same things for the past it has Two, not changed. 2,000 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And that's like, and like you said, it it's kind of starts, I mean, this whole Paul being chased across this continent starts. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> all least, over the place. All over the place. He's in Thessalonica. The first one that really popped into my head was when they were accused of these men who have caused trouble all over the world have now come here and Jason has welcomed them into his house. They are defying Caesar's decrees, saying that there is another king, one called Jesus. And so then it caused riots, and then followed them to the next place, and then the next place, and it's just... But, yeah. Like you said, it's just lies. Yeah. Causing problems. Or or they take a a morsel of truth and twist the meaning. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, Christ is king. But of what kingdom? Not Rome. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they, oh yeah, he's king. So they, yeah, they're usurping Caesar. It's kind of like progressive Christianity, taking sounds, a piece of truth. Sounds and, like you know, it. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Taking a half truth and running with it. Yep. Not walking. But yeah, the, the, the Paul's, <laughs> Paul's five defenses, all starting with his own personal testimony and then going into just defending Christianity and how it's what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And how it's good for you. See, I'm not, I'm not all about experience, but that is one thing that we um, should be aware of, that we cannot belittle people's experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, because they'll do it to us. 
I've had experiences with the Holy Spirit and, you know, how, how God has worked in my life. That is the experience of my life. I, I am not going to deny that. And just because you may not believe my experience does not mean that it's not true. Mm-hmm. Like, be respectful of people's experiences, whether you like them, their experience or not. Yeah. You know? And that's why I like that Paul tells his, because Paul's is so, like, his conversion is just his, yeah. his whole background was so interesting. And that, in the fact that he was the one persecuting them and then had the personal experience with Jesus, was healed, and then... Yeah. And and I'll, I'll add this as well. When he shares his experience, though, who is he pointing to? He's not saying, hey, believe in, in my experience. Mm-hmm. He's saying, believe in the one that did this to me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I think the apologetics comes in. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's why we should be learning apologetics. Exactly. <laughs> because... Uh, you, we can't just say, because the Bible told me so. And this is coming from a podcast that is all about biblical interpretation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So trust us when we say, you can't just say, because the Bible told me so. You have to be able to prove it. Yep. We'll show you the facts. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you worry. Okay. So the last really hindrance and how the Holy Spirit went unhindered against it was actually natural disaster. So the last section of Acts is Paul's journey to Rome. And they face a lot of troubles on the way there on the boat. That sound terrifying and make me never want to get on a boat in my life. And then they crash. The shipwreck, yeah. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. And isn't there an incident with a snake? Yes. It's on the island. There's a snake. Paul gets bit by a snake. And, and he just shakes it off. Yep, because he's fine. Yeah. And the people are like, oh, he didn't think, I forget what it was. Hang on. I would think he was. He didn't think it was possessed, but they thought he was a god, I think. Is that what it was? No, I'm going to look. I can't remember. Oh, okay. I found it. When the islanders saw the snake hanging from his hand, they said to each other, this man must be a murderer for... Oh, yeah, yeah. For though he escaped from the sea, the goddess Justice has not allowed him to live. But Paul shook off the snake into the fire and suffered no ill effects. <laughs> That'd be so crazy. Yeah. See a dude walking around with a snake hanging from his hand? No, thank you. I'd cry. It freak me out. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. But those are just some natural disasters they faced on the way there, too. And still, Paul got to Rome, spread the gospel again, wrote his letters, and impacted all of history. So, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. And how does, uh, how does the book of Acts end? Do you want the exact verses? No, I'd, like, just in general. That he's in Rome? <laughs> and it kind of just... He speaks tapers in front off. of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it tapers off, and then you hear nothing more of of Paul, especially. Yeah, especially, and then it picks up in Romans, right? Because that's when he's in Rome. Well, no, he's not in Rome. I he writes to the Romans. I thought that was when he was in Rome. I think he was in Ephesus then. Never mind I, then. I can't remember okay. off the top of my head. I don't know. Like I, don't I, don't I, don't I took know. a class on it. I don't even remember. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I took like two classes on it. So. Glad we're in the same page here. <laughs> professional folks yeah about that oh you have more well it's the what can we learn from this and how this applies today i love that so Mm -hmm. should we go to our takeaways is that takeaways or is that how we can i guess it would be yeah okay Okay. i'll allow it okay and oh wait since you're since you're leading this so you take you say and now our takeaways oh you want me to say it? yeah go ahead because the music's playing at this point 
Is it? When I add it in, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, say it. <laughs> and now our takeaways. Oh, wonderful. You did so well. I hated that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so what are our takeaways? What do you got? Are you looking at me? He's you said you had stuff on your bullet. Well, that was just application. Uh, well, Does that apply okay. to today? Is that like a, a, a takeaway? <laughs> yes, sure. Yeah. Okay. So throughout Acts, there is a lot of persecution. A lot. A lot. I mean, you have Peter being... Peter. I think it's Peter and Silas who get arrested and thrown in jail. Or oh. no, that's Paul. No, it's Peter. Uh, they, Peter's arrested. They all get arrested. Paul, yeah. yeah. Paul and Silas are chained in jail. Okay. Peter's arrested, too, at some point, because an angel helps him escape, and he goes to someone's house for help. But anyway, that's beside the point. That's not as that's very oh, specific. Oh, and they think that he's an a- his angel or something. Yeah, an angel. Yeah. An angel. Well, what do you mean? They, well, they they believed that upon someone's death that there is an angel that has a resemblance to that person. Oh, okay. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I gotcha. But yeah, there's a lot of persecution happening throughout Acts, and they're being... Beaten, tortured, stoned, all this stuff for speaking the truth. And what's happening today? You're not being beaten, stoned, and tortured and whatnot. You're being canceled and you're backing down with your tail between your legs. And or so, joining. Oh, or yeah, joining that's the other thing. You're yeah. conforming. That's even better. Yeah. And so that, that was one application I really think we can learn from the book of Acts today is we have to trust the Holy Spirit to guide us because... We're giving in to all this stuff around us for the sake of not being canceled, not being liked and all that. But honestly, why care? Like, it does not matter. You need to spread the truth of the gospel so people can actually hear the, the truth and maybe be saved and have the hope of Jesus. Not yeah. not your truth, not my truth. No, there's one the truth. truth. Yeah. And so that was a big thing that I was picking up throughout all of this. Like, every time I read, like, someone was stoned, someone was beaten, you know, I'm like, why are we complaining right now? Someone didn't have a crying room available to them. Exactly. Yeah, like, like I get it right now. Christians are not liked. It, it's, it's clear. We're on the minority of, of a lot of this stuff. But at the same time, we got to suck it up. Because at least, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? You're going to get tweeted about? You're going to get commented on on your fo- post, post on Facebook? So what? Let them comment. It's fine. Don't be a baby. At least you're not getting stoned to death. <laughs> at least yeah yeah but that was that was definitely one of the applications i found in this do you have one hon not really <coughs> good job <laughs> wow too, way to look terrified you don't have a takeaway i'm offended I, oh you did such a good job that means what does that mean i didn't do a good job enough to give you something to reflect about no i said you did such a good job that's your takeaway oh my goodness <laughs> So this is what it's like to be on the observing side (laughs) and not the receiving side. (laughs) I like to give everyone a hard time. Fact. Yeah. You're welcome. Well, I have two. Go for it. Um, One of them is uh, just the fact that the Holy Spirit, how active uh, the Spirit is throughout the book of Acts. And uh, whether you're cessationist or not, uh, uh, continuationist, is that what? The, I always forget um, what they're called. But whether or not you you are a cessationist or not, it, it's like, okay, 
we cannot deny the fact that the Holy Spirit is doing something in the book of Acts. And we, we turn around and think like, oh, well, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't happen anymore because I haven't seen it. Um, I have something to say to that. And this is going to step on toes, probably. Uh, but maybe it's not happening because you don't think that you don't believe that that kind of stuff is happening, you know, and, and that's like a weak argument. Uh, but you know what? Challenge it. Like put your neck on the line. Like, uh, Steven didn't just want to give this speech because he thought things were true. He thought he gave that speech because he knew that it's true. And the Holy spirit was emboldening him empowering him like giving him that truth mm-hmm. you know can uh you know the spirit changes a person's life and if we're not changing then you know maybe maybe we should look into that a little bit uh see what see what and where we're learning things and my second takeaway uh was that going through acts was actually refreshing yeah, because, I, you know, all the studying that I've done, I think the last time I was in depth in uh, in the book of Acts was a long, long time ago. <laughs> yeah. I think Acts is very, like, not thought upon, if that makes sense. Like, a lot of people just use it more for the timeline, not for the... Yeah, yeah. And not for the, like, the theology. It's more like a refer to because mm-hmm. you're studying Paul's letters. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, when really it's it's... And I think it's hard. And I think people detract away from it because it's difficult because it expands so many years. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's... There's a lot It's a it. short book when you look at how much time it, it spreads out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a takeaway. <gasps> oh, okay. Okay. And I'm going to say this in a way that you do not normally hear it meant. Don't put God in a box. Don't put the Holy Spirit in a box. And here's what I mean by it, because normally it means like, you know, I don't know. I don't usually like the way that people use it. I never like that. <laughs> so here's my meaning is I feel like sometimes people who say don't put put God in a box or the Holy Spirit in a box actually do still because they still are meaning it more like he can do all of these great and wonderful things. And if you box him in, then you're going to miss things. Great. Why aren't you willing to admit that the Holy Spirit struck down Ananias and Sapphira? Why aren't you willing to see those kind of things and realize, I don't know, like, does that make sense? Like, I feel like in them not box, not boxing him in, I'm using air quotes, everybody. Their Um, their box relies him, like, wants him to just be good. They're not, yeah. yeah. They they want to define him in a way, taking God out of the box is the attempt to define him in the way that we want him to be. It's also your Christianized version of have an open mind. Yeah. When really, um, God is in a box, though. He, he is within Scripture. And if we add or take away to how, how Scripture uh, reveals him to us, then we're, we're taking God out of a box and like it's Play-Doh and making it the way that we want it to be. Well, he's not going to act outside of yeah. his character. 
No, he's not. But I, I also get it. Like, yeah, don't. Well, I don't put God in a box in the sense where let him do the work. Well, let him work in, in through you. Along the lines like, of like what you said, you know, don't. We have experiences with the Holy Spirit that maybe you think, I don't think he does that anymore. In that form, I can see like, okay, you know, maybe because you haven't seen it or you're iffy about it doesn't mean it can't happen. You know? Yeah. So. Well, here, here's, here's something. Uh, if you don't believe that I've had an experience with the Holy Spirit, uh, and you, you can't deny the fact that I've had an experience. Like, how do you have the proof of me not having an experience? If it doesn't so, line up with scripture. So therefore, if I had an experience and I see that it has lined up with, with scripture, but you don't believe that the spirit has, that the spirit can do something like that today, then who exactly provided or caused that experience in my life? Are you telling me that Satan did it? And if Satan can do it, why can't the Holy Spirit? Exactly. Ooh. That's what I was getting at. I will also say, though, along with that, don't assume that every spiritual experience you have it's means a, it's the yeah, Holy Spirit. Because it's probably not. <laughs> oh, that buzz is back again. I really want to just say at a certain church. Am I allowed to? Not the local one. Well, you just said at a certain church. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. There's, there's many. many. I, well, I was going to say yeah. at yeah. Bethel, yeah. but it's fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, you can say it. I mean, considering the fact that I've posted how many. <laughs> That's fair. Um, we're going to have Marsha on. Oh, I can't wait. Um, yeah. And I, uh, we're going to be recording a week from today. Yeah. Friday. Yeah. Um, so it should be out. Not. Okay. It, it, it's Monday. Yeah. So probably by next Monday for this, yeah. uh, from this recording. So, yeah. So I just say, don't put the Holy Spirit in a box in the form of he can do what you think he should do and what it looks like. If you are truly looking at the Holy Spirit, not inside a box, that means you're going to be willing to look at the hard things that he did too. Basically, don't have your own expectations. Yeah. Have, yeah. Expect God's will. Like God's not Play-Doh. Facts. Yeah. We are the clay. Mm. Kinetic sand. <laughs> <laughs> you cut us and we fall apart. Dude, kinetic sand's so relaxing. It's very satisfying. <laughs> it's like, can you speak in modern terms? Kinetic sand. <laughs> Basically, yeah. we only... Jars of clay? We no. Only, kinetic sand. <laughs> we only stay formed for a little bit of time before falling apart. Yeah. <laughs> Have you met me? You need to add water. <laughs> <laughs> Glue. Cement. That <laughs> was weird. I like it. Cemented kinetic sand. Oh my gosh. Wow. If you don't want to fall apart, the Holy Spirit's your cement. <laughs> Poor Holy Spirit's doing work on me every day. It's like, okay. Stop touching the wet cement. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. This was fun. So is that it? I think yeah. so. You got anything else, Ray? Thanks for listening to me talk. I hope right. you enjoyed it. And so end the end the episode. What is that? Like how how people can reach us and You can not reach us at <laughs> what is it? Contact at onefear.net? Yeah. Or you can like subscribe. 
Bra. Is it subscribe? Sub- yeah, all okay. those things okay. that you well, do on social well, media. Well, I didn't know if subscribe was yeah. the podcast thing. Is it yeah, subscribe? Um, yeah, or is it follow? I guess follow, you follow us on social media. Yeah. Okay. Rate, review, like, all that. follow, subscribe. Share. Do whatever you want to do. Maybe just not this episode. if you episode. don't want to share it, <laughs> share it anyway. No, not this episode. Yes. Just... Tell everybody. No, let's that not. tell your mom and your grandma and your neighbor. No, let's and your yeah. neighbor's neighbor. Let's keep this one on the down Which would be yourself, low. I guess. No, there are people on the other side of your neighbor. What if they live on the corner? The huh? neighbor of the neighbor of the neighbor. <laughs> anyway, All it's right, just not yeah, philosophy. So, <laughs> thank you for listening. And per the usual, live, live such, such good, good lives. lives.